Today on the radio program, I want to step away from the news. I want to step away from all the things going wrong, all the fear, all the anxiety, and find a resting place for just one hour. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Over the past several weeks on the program, I've had a number of guests, and we've spent some time looking at what is going on in the world today. From the pandemic to the riots to all the unrest. Never in my life have I felt such a time of unrest. And part of me wonders if there ever is going to be a normal again, and if there is, what kind of normal? I want to share with you some things that have been crossing my mind over the past several weeks and also share some some music with you, give you a time to refresh and take a break and and just renew yourself in this wonderful music and the Word of God. I've been praying about this radio show and other projects. There's so many things. My wife will say, you seem like you're an eight-day clock all wound up. You're, you're always wanting to do something. And it's true. There are a lot of things I want to see accomplished. We're coming into a different time and place. Churches won't be the same as they have been. Let's be honest. It's going to be a big difference in the, in the future because of the coronavirus. Many churches may not survive. And in time, I really believe even in the United States, people would say it could never happen. But look what happened over the last six months. Now, don't dwell on that. God has always had a people. He's always had a remnant. And he's always cared for his own. I believe we as Christians need to build outlets. Literally, online radio stations maybe even make use of shortwave better than we have in a long time. In my opinion, there's a lot of programs on shortwave that are not really worth your time. I hope this one is. I want to share with you some hymns that go back in my younger years and some other music I've listened to and enjoyed along the way. And maybe just like when you finally have had enough of what's going on in the world, you need that time of rest. Maybe this music you're hearing, can you imagine if you could find a place online or on the radio where you could just walk away for a few minutes and and nourish your soul with a song like this? When he rose up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. Thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fist The Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood His return is very close and so you better be believing That our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, bar and dove. Our God is an awesome God. And when the sky was starless in the void of the night, He spoke into the darkness and created the light. Judgment and wrath he poured out on Sodom Mercy and grace he 
gave us at the cross I hope that we have not too quickly forgotten That our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God He reigns from heaven above With wisdom, power, and love Our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God He reigns from heaven There's no doubt that our God is an awesome God. Do you listen to the news, watch the news maybe on TV, and does it give you an unsettled spirit? Does it make you uneasy as we come into these very strange and difficult times? For those that have been listening to this program since we started back at the end of August or have listened over the past five and a half years to to the weekend program. You know that from time to time we talk about the news and this new program, Truth to Ponder, we try to get beneath the headlines and try to give you the story. I don't try to predict the end of the world. I'm not going to try. Nobody knows the day or the hour. But Jesus told his disciples to look at the signs and the seasons, and you'll have an idea. We have always had periods and times of tribulation across this planet Earth. For the past 2,000 years, since Jesus walked the face of the Earth, we have had wars, we've had natural disasters, we have dealt with all kinds of issues of, of trials and tribulations. Go back to the 1300s. There was a time of the Great Plague that wiped out at least a third of the population of Europe. The First World War. Last weekend, my wife and I were, were watching some television kind of taking a break from the news, and we, we put on an historical program that was called Apocalypse World War I. And 
I was raised by a father that had served in the Second World War. So most of my growing up years, we kind of followed the movies and things that had to do with the Second World War. But you don't, it's hard to sometimes even realize what a real horrible war the First World War was, as bad as the second one was 20-some-odd years later. The first was was something the world had never seen before. You look at Europe, you look at parts of, of the Middle East, and you go toward the Balkan regions and into Russia, and, and all these empires were crumbling and, and decaying, falling apart, and at war with each other. And what came out of that long war, with the United States getting involved toward the end, and when the armistice finally came, what did we have left in the world? Many of the empires were gone. Russia had become the Soviet Union. It had been taken over in 1917 in a revolution. Germany was flat broke. Millions upon millions were dead. Cities laid in ruin. The economies of all the countries involved were decimated. And there came a time, less than 20 years later, when Germany began to rise again out of the ashes and we ignited a new war all over again, and more died. You would think, going back to the time of Christ, you would think, with the spread of the gospel, you would think that we would know better. And as I've said so many times in the past few years, with everything we have in our technology, with everything we have to make life easier and pleasant and more efficient, go back 200 years ago, your heat was a fireplace. You cooked over an open fire. Now today, in just a short amount of time, from the 1700s to here we are, literally 200 years later, 200 and some odd years later, go back to 1800. How much technology did we have? We hadn't even invented the telegraph yet. Electricity was something we didn't even understand and by the latter part of the 1800s, we have an electric light bulb. We're starting to get electricity. We have a telegraph. We can instantly communicate over wire from one part of the country to the other in just moments. Instead of waiting for weeks for a letter to arrive in the mail. By the time we got to the 20th century, kerosene lanterns gave way to electric lighting. And by the early part of the 20th century, air conditioning was invented. Airplanes, then jet aircraft, and rockets, and technology, and computers. Look how fast our technology doubles every so many years. We went from being primitive with a fireplace to incredible microwave ovens today. You would think with all this technology and all the ease of the world that mankind could find peace. But instead, we've used this technology for warfare. We have our cell phones. 
and we have our weapons. And we still have an unchanged heart. And that's why I think the church needs to reassess what it is in this world. The world will always despise the name of Christ, period. Being a Christian has been an easy thing to do for two-plus centuries in the United States. We have this understanding with freedom of our religion and expression thereof. But we're going to lose that freedom in time. The world is not going to want to hear the message of the gospel. Places like your Twitters and, and your Facebooks and Instagram and all the other social media will begin to limit your audience and even shut you down. They really will. We're going to have to find our own platforms. If you're a church that has put, during the pandemic in particular, all your eggs in the Facebook basket, be careful. Because someday you're going to say something that somebody's not going to like, and your audience is going to be rather limited. We need to be thinking toward the day the church is back in the catacombs again. And, and don't be scared by that prospect. Don't be scared by that prospect at all. It just means we're closer to that day that Jesus will be returning because Jesus is coming soon.
This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Today, instead of a, a lengthy discussion about the issues and the news of the day, I just felt it would be a good idea for one day just to step away from the headlines, to step away from the news, to step away from all the angst. A lot of people are living in fear and their lives are upset because of the coronavirus. So many people are just They're so busy trying to stay alive in fear that they stop living. And a lot of people have lost so much. But today I want to bring some hope. The whole purpose of this program is not to put you in fear about the things that can or might be happening behind the scenes in our world. It's to give you encouragement, to give you hope. My heart has just been burdened with how do we get this message of the good news of the gospel to more people? How many people were so comfortable in their pre-COVID church? They could take it or leave it whenever it was convenient. They never thought about the day that would come where they couldn't gather at a church. And we have so many cultural Christians today, those that you know, their, their family belonged to this church denomination or that church or whatever the case may be. And when it comes to some big family event, like a wedding or a funeral, then they show up on occasion. Maybe, maybe for that late night Christmas candlelight service or once a year on Easter they show up because it's the thing to do. And how many of us How many of us in this world today, if somebody knocked on your door and said, will you renounce Christ, would you do it? If it was going to cost you to keep your Christianity, would you do it? I'm afraid the answer for many in the Western world is they would ditch their faith for their life in a heartbeat. People are scared to go to church because they're afraid they're going to die of the virus. And and the media has done a really great job of, of hyping up the fear level. I'm always amazed when I sit down and dig in the numbers that people are so scared. You know, next week I'll be flying. A week from today. I need to fly to Virginia, so I'm not exactly sure what's going to be on the radio those three days. I'm trying to put things together ahead of time. But it's a ministry trip that I really felt I needed to make. And and I know the little paper thing I'll be wearing on my face doesn't really help me any. I mean, I'm not, they're, they're overrated. And I'll be flying in an airplane from South Carolina. I'm going to be getting on in Greenville, South Carolina to Washington, D.C., and then Washington to a place in Virginia. Then Friday, repeat the process coming back. But I felt it was important to go to this conference with some other clergy friends, some that I haven't talked to in years. It's not a big group, but we're getting together in Virginia next week. I really want to, I just feel I need to help them understand the church of the future we've we've seen many a mega church with multiple campuses crop up over the last 20 years nothing wrong with that but is it sustainable 
and I say that sincerely, is it sustainable? How many of those churches, when March came around, had to shut the door for a couple of weekends, which became a couple of months, which became six months? There are churches right now, today, that cannot open because the government in their state says, no, you can't. But in those same states, you can have a protest and a riot. I mean, we are coming to a time, and I'm trying to encourage you to be prepared, be ready. It's going to sneak up on us. And that's why if we're going to think Father John Peck last week. We had him as a guest in the program. The Lord's just laid a ministry in his heart in prepping the church to go back to the catacombs, so to speak, where we are out of sight, out of mind, not in the main line or main uh, electronic platforms of the day, so to speak, like your... How many of you have been using Facebook and YouTube to stream your service during this time? A lot of you have. But what happens when a Facebook or a YouTube decides you said something that came out of scripture that the world disagrees with, whether it be on the pro-life issue, whether it be on same-sex marriage or whatever the case may be, you said something that is offensive and they may cut you off because of what you say. The tech tyrants have their own version of the truth and they are determined to make that truth the narrative. If you say something that the tech tyrants disagree with, they cut you off. Good example. Once again, I don't want to dwell on the headlines, but just I want to remind you of why the tech tyrants are not your friend for you or your church or your family, period. You can have credible doctors disagree with some of the things the media says about the coronavirus and their videos disappear. I mean, they just flat out disappear because they don't want you to know another point of view. It's hard to keep up during this time, it really is. But today, like I say, I wanna play some music. I've been thinking and I want your input on this as well. And by the way, the website for the radio show is truththenumber2ponder.com. The word truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. We've been doing this program now, like I say, since the end of August, and we are doing it a lot on shortwave. And I really need to see if this is a worthwhile investment. I want to thank a a wonderful friend that made this broadcast possible, made the whole thing possible to start. And where it will be a month from now or two months from now, I can't tell you. It really is up to you. The shortwave airtime is not free, and I'm not being paid. And at some point, I have to make a decision. Do I keep investing in shortwave radio or do we put it into some other medium? It takes a number of hours to produce this program, edit it, and then get it distributed to the radio stations and places it's got to go. Every broadcast takes, you know, about three, four hours to get everything together. This one is taking a little bit longer for some reason. I don't understand why. Just trying to share some thoughts with you as I piece this together and try to think what music would fit next. I believe that we need to develop our own platform so we're not dependent upon everybody else. 
And yes, we we may not be in the mainstream, but I really believe that the Bible teaches how, how God can prepare a place for his people. He's done it before. He will do it again. One of the people that has been on this radio program a lot, and you'll be hearing him again this week, the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales shares this story from when the communists took over Romania after the Second World War. They had already been through the Nazis and everything else. And the communists in particular wanted to silence the church. They wanted people to be, they wanted them to follow the atheistic line of the Communist Party. And they knew that the the, the army forces were coming to to take their building where these these literally clergy and monks lived. And they felt they needed to leave. They they just felt they had to go. And off to the forest they went. And they found a cave to hide in. And they ended up hiding there for three years. And God provided their every need for three years until it was safe to come out. God can prepare a place for his people too. And I know some of you believe in the pre-trib rapture. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm not going to debate it with you either. I just want God's people to be ready and be prepared. Are you ready if Jesus was to return? Are you ready if you have to go through a time of persecution? It may not even be the great tribulation, but look over the centuries How many millions have died that are Christians for their faith? Hundreds of millions since Jesus was on the cross. Hundreds of millions. The early church really believed that a true Christian ended up never living a full life. They were martyred for their faith. And many a man that was 40 or 45 or 50, which would be elderly at that time, would be would be astonished that I haven't been asked to give my life for the faith. And yet today we go to these beautiful buildings, comfortable seating, great lights and smoke machines and concerts, and and we call that church. I've been thinking, I have one online radio station I've been running now for a few years called Ancient Word Radio, just sacred hymns of the church. And the music, I love it and a handful of others do too. I've not really promoted it that much. But maybe we need another another couple of music uh, streams. But make sure that all the lyrics are Christ-centered and God-honoring and not about mankind. Maybe we need a network or two that has a lot of different solid biblical teaching and things and, and programs to help you in your life. Practical stuff. Biblical stuff. Maybe that's where the money that is going to shortwave should go. I don't know, but I need you to let me know. You have two ways of contacting me. You can either go to the website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com, and you can send an email from there. You can even support the ministry. And in addition, in addition, I'm going to give you the mailing address where we are in Georgia, and it's 21 Berkshire Lane. 21 Berkshire Lane. That's B E R K S H I R E Lane. And add the number 263 after that 
the word lane. That's our little special box system up here in our small community. And the city is Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. That's 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Today we're taking a break from the headlines and trying to find a place of peace and rest here on Truth to Ponder. My heart can see when I pause to remember a heartache here is but a stepping stone along the trail that's winding always upward this troubled world is not my final Remember that 
as a youngster, I grew up in the state of New York and attended a rather large Lutheran church in Long Island. It was a very conservative Missouri Synod church, complete with a with a parochial school, grades kindergarten through eighth, and I had the privilege of being a student there. During my time at that church, I was involved in a number of choirs, and I can remember some of the first hymns that I ever learned and learned how to sing in that church, in a children's choir. And there's one melody that always stuck out. It was a different set of lyrics than what you're about to hear, but the melody just grasped the heart of this very young child. I really believe in times like we're living in. We need to, we need music to refresh us, sustain us, and help us in our daily walk. And I really want to build some facilities to make those music outlets, make some teaching outlets available for Christ Church. One of my favorite hymns to this day is Be Thou My Vision.
listening to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and today I decided to take a break from the the usual topics of the day, the news, pandemic, politics, all the things that could lead us to a one-world government, looking at Bible prophecy in many cases beginning to unfold before our very eyes. And if nothing else, it should just be a wake-up call to recognize that everything that we have, especially if you live in the United States, when we started out at the beginning of this year in January, who would have thought by the time we got to March, April, May, June, July, August, September, and now October, that we'd be consumed by a worldwide pandemic? We'd be at each other's throats in some cases, if someone is not wearing a paper mask on their face. Church is being shut down. Business is being told they can't open. People losing their businesses, their automobiles, their savings. Some may never recoup and may even lose their home. Who would have believed all that could happen so quickly? But it did. It did, and that's what I'm trying to to get through to you is that don't, don't think that everything's going to remain as it is. Don't ever fool yourself into thinking that I've got plenty of time. I've got all the time in the world. Many a person, when, when confronted with the reality of who Jesus Christ is, they'll say, yeah, it all sounds good, but I, I'm enjoying the life that I have. I, I don't want to mess up my Sundays. I like fishing or I like sports or I like playing volleyball, whatever the case may be. You know, when I get older, when I become an old man, maybe when I'm in the nursing home, I'll pick up a Bible then, and then we'll have that discussion about who the Son of God is. While we have time is something that has been in the back of my mind for for weeks while we yet have time i know in the scripture it says while we yet have time let us do unto the household of faith but see time is one of those commodities where we're not guaranteed and by the way once you spend a moment of time you never get it back once time is spent you can't retrieve it When I began this radio program a little over a half hour ago, as you're listening, we can't go back. We can hear the show again because it's recorded. But the time you gave to listen or the time you did something else, you never get that time back. Back in the late 1990s, I had the opportunity of becoming a church pastor. I I left my radio work, and my primary job had been as a broadcast engineer for actually a Christian college in Georgia. And I took a church in Florida, a little mission, and I did some part-time radio engineering work to help make ends meet. But I, I really felt impacted. A friend of mine asked me to come to a hospice service. His wife had died a few months earlier, and he wanted me to go with him. He didn't know if he could handle it. 
And while I was there, I was approached by some people, and they started talking to me, asking if I would ever consider training to be a hospice chaplain. And I thought about it. I wasn't sure if I could deal with with someone that's dying. I'd never been in that position. I'm in my 40s at this point. And I said, you know, I'll give it some thought. Matter of fact, I'll come to the meeting that was about a week or so away where they start lining up some volunteers and begin their training program over a number of weeks. And I went there, and I didn't know. And I I went through the first class and the second, and then I came back every week for a number of weeks, several times. And I said, you know, this may not be easy, but it's something I think I really need to do. And so I did. And I became one of the busiest hospice chaplains on the southwest coast of Florida, between Bradenton and Venice, primarily around Sarasota. I did a lot of funeral services. I attended a lot of people's home going as they left this world. And I I remember several people that I talked to along the way. And I, I can vividly remember a number of them. This one guy, I get a call that he's just gotten the bad news and hospice will be coming to his house. He didn't live far from where we lived. And I went to visit him, and he had kind of a, you know, his attitude, well, I guess I'm checking out. He's probably in his 70s. He looked healthy as could be. And he said, I just wanted a chaplain to come by to talk to me. He said, I, he said, I know that my faith and my church attendance and everything else has been rather dismal most of my life. But he said, I, I could feel even before this illness came on, this voice inside trying to get my attention, to get my attention. And he said, now that I've got this bad news, he said, maybe maybe it's time I listen to that voice. And, and I, I walked him through the process of understanding how the Holy Spirit has convicted his heart and how simple it is to be right with your Lord. He gave his heart, his life, and his soul to Jesus that afternoon. And they thought he would live for several months. He didn't make it 48 hours. He died in his sleep less than two days after I spoke to him. I got a call before I was going to go back to say he had passed away. And so I did visit with the family. I had a number of experiences like that people that thought they had all the time in the world. I'll share another story in in just a moment. This is Truth to Ponder. Today, I'm just trying to give us a break away from the news headlines and and bring a little bit of a variety of music to, to stir your soul, your heart, and your mind. I'm praying about this radio program, how to continue moving forward. We get back to our regular kind of programming tomorrow. And this weekend, there's some exciting programs ahead, and including next week. But today, I wanted to take a little time away from the normal. What do you think about an online station that's not trying to play the commercially acceptable Christian music, but bring you a variety of music and teaching that can help you in your your life? These are things that I'm contemplating right now. What should this program be? Just a podcast? Should it be on shortwave still? 
I need to know if you're listening on shortwave because, as I said, the time is not free. And if the audience is not really there, then I need to figure whether to continue the show or or just modify it to a podcast. That's really a lot up to you. You can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. And before the end of the show, I'll give you a mailing address. Listen to the words of this this wonderful song. When I come back, I'm going to share with you how sometimes you don't know how little time you have left. Here we are In your presence Lifting holy hands to you
Ponder with Bob Beerman. Remember that song from many, many years ago? Probably, oh, at least 45 or more. Dallas Holmes, and, and here we are. Dallas Holmes is one of those artists that back in my younger years really cut through the noise to me. I think all of us have our, our favorite type of music. Some Some lean towards some of the new, some to very old and sacred hymns. I like a lot of it myself. I was raised on a diet of very sacred hymns of the church that go back hundreds of years. Here in the southern part of the United States, we have a lot of people from their background remember the hymns of the last hundred or two hundred years that are popular within you know, Baptist church circles and, and what have you. And we have a lot of the new music, some of I like, some I'm not so sure about because of the lyrics. I believe that music is a gift from God. And music can help us in difficult times like this. There are wonderful songs of praise and worship that are directed to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The, the one thing that always bothers me a little bit and I've been to some churches and I hope I'm not offending you I'm just going to say this that I've been to some churches where it seems more like a concert and the songs are about me or him and it's it's almost like a secular concert and and the lyrics make very little mention of who is the the subject of our worship and adoration and, and while it gives you in a nice little emotional high for a short period of time, it oftentimes is not sustaining. That's why I've thought and I'm praying about what do we do as Christians? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to reach millions of people with whatever I do. I just, I just understand that. I'm not going to be some kind of a rock star or super radio announcer, radio station, whatever. But I believe, I believe firmly that I'm called to do my little part all over the world. A handful here, a handful there, a handful in another place. And somehow we gather together and we help each other, encourage each other. And there'll be other people that God raises up in these latter days these last times. I mean, I, I'm i not going to say that this is, but you know, I do know that we're coming into a time of tribulation. Whether it's the great tribulation or not, I don't know. I'm not going to say that it is. But boy, it has all the earmarks. And so what I'm trying to tell you 
What really is on my heart right now is I want to do my part, and I want you to do your part, whatever it may be. I believe God is calling a lot of people into his fold and into his ministries and work. The harvest is ripe. We live in a time now in the United States where we're no longer Christians or true Christians are the majority of people. We're moving into the minority. And people are not going to want to hear what we say, and they will use all the power they can to to limit the access we have to the open market. St. Paul, in his travels, would go to places. He'd learn where the people gathered. He would meet them where they were and share that good news, knowing that in some cities he might be thrown in jail. They may try to kill him for his faith. We may be coming to that kind of a time again. Like I say, this program today, totally different. We get back to a really incredible program tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you do too. I want to remind you this is Truth to Ponder. The website is truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. I want to decide if over the next month, I've got to decide if we're going to continue on shortwave or not. It's an expensive proposition, and I'm thankful for a gift that a person gave to make this possible to get it started. And if you want to keep hearing it, let me know. If not, I can take the resources and do something a little bit different. Maybe just make this purely a podcast. Maybe help create a podcast platform that can assist others. The mailing address right now where we're at in Georgia is 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. 21 Berkshire Lane, and add the number 263. That's our special little box number. And we are in the city of Sky Valley, Georgia. Sky Valley, Georgia. Zip code 30537. Would you let me know if you listen to this program and and share your thoughts with me? This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.